everybody. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm Kirsty, and this week I am doing Maths Australia with Natasha Spencer. So she is going to bring the fire. How are you, Natasha? Thanks for joining me. Gorgeous. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Look, it has been a fun season and you really bring it in this uh, these last episodes. I think we have a lot to get into today. So let's get into the show. First of all, how did it come about that you decided to take this on? Like in general? Yeah, like applying for, for Married at First Sight. What was your thought process there? I found out the guy I was dating was married. Yeah, we just got in an apartment we were meant to live in. <gasps> so, yeah, like it was full on. So I was like a little bit jilted, a lot jilted. Mm. And um, and I, friends of mine kept talking about maths and I'd never watched any of the seasons. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to apply. And I applied and well, I got halfway through my application and I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm an <laughs> analyst. I need to chill out. Like, this isn't good. This isn't going to look good. And then I got the call and I was like, you know what? I go, I just feel like all the powers that that are to be are going to give me this opportunity and it's going to be for a, a purpose. And I'm still hoping that that's what's coming because it's been a freaking ride. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping that your purpose still shows itself. <laughs> oh, you have had some tough times times on and off the show like it's been a do you still get backlash it's really bizarre there's just some people that love to hate me mm-hmm. um I have people like this morning I had somebody I was wearing a ball gown and somebody messaged me and said titties out for the boys from a fake account they had created to follow one person me see that's so crazy I wonder if it's just lockdown and people have all this extra time or whether this is just going to be the rest of my life because I'm really trying hard now to use my platform not just for, like, buy this lip product but for, like, sure. advocacy and, you know, um, hopefully next year the Purple Ribbon Foundation, which is the charity that I'm the ambassador for, will hopefully um, be off the ground properly. It'll be gone from a... What was the name of it? Sorry, I missed that. The Purple Ribbon Foundation. So okay. it's it was a, it's a it's a not for profit status now, but it started to um, target directly domestic violence and human sex trafficking. So um, they're two causes that I'm pretty passionate about. I'm a, I'm really into women's advocacy. Um, so it kind of just took a bit of a backwards seat. Um, it's been really hard to get the charity status through during coronavirus. So. Mm. Hopefully 2021. I think everyone said 2020 is going to be the year. I'm just saying the 20s of my decade. So tell us a little bit um, about, I want to get into this controversy between you and Stacey, seeing that we just mentioned your your charity. So you both have mental health charities. Mine's not mine. Mine. Okay. Or I think. Um, I don't know what's happening with Stacey's. I haven't heard much about it. I try not to follow Stacey. Um, she's a bit triggering for me. So why is that? Um, I just think with everything that happened, and I extended the olive branch because I heard that Stacey went to hospital um, after filming, and having gone through a lot of um, mental health problems myself during and after filming, um, I wanted to reach out and make sure she was okay. And 
that kind of just exploded in my face because A, she never did the lie detector test that she promised to do. And B, it was just a lot of, we have a few mutual friends groups and there was just a lot coming back to me about things she was saying behind my back, which were just revolting things that a woman to woman should never say to each other. So um, I just think, you know, to get smacked on the nose twice by the one person. So I just leave it now. So the everything that happened um, for the listeners, you're about to see it, or maybe by the time this comes out, you will have seen it. Um, the moment, the moment, the moment in in maths season seven history, when you stand up at the dinner table and you make that speech, you call Stacy out for sleeping with your husband. I mean, were you shitting yourself before you stood up? Had you planned to do this? You can hear my voice shaking. I definitely was like, okay, how am I going to tackle this? Because initially, I mean, I left the show and I was kind of hurt and I'd, I had a lot of issues with Mikey and that was just because it felt like it was just two stop start. Um, I wasn't sure how to take Mikey, like we're good now. But then when I was over in Bali and I was there for my mental health after a very um, public breakdown, I came home and found out that uh, he had done that and that then Stacey, who was going to leave the show at the same time we were because of the Haley and Michael scandal, had stayed and then she'd stayed to the end and she put Michael through all these tests. And then it's like, well, hold on. Like, you slept with another husband. Like, Michael kissed Mm. somebody else, but you slept with somebody else. And then she lied about it and just... You know, I think then sitting there and watching them come in so smugly and I, I just got, my thing went from being like hurt to just like anger. And I see red, my temper doesn't come through very often, but I think even like Mikey's and my explosive fight on the couch, like couch when I see red, I'm like, Bleh! so <laughs> I was real shaky getting up because I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So... Yeah, I was nervous and everyone's like, was it planned? And I'm like, no, because I fumble over my words a little bit at the end because I was like, get it out, get it out, get it out. No, it was brilliant. It was the moment of the season, really. And look, it must have taken a lot of courage, but I think, you know, it, I can totally understand that, that frustration of just watching someone blatantly lie to your face. Oh, I just remember and they they edited it almost in my favor a little bit because when I yell at Stacey about the 20 second things you can see the veins in my neck I think I got up on the table like over the table at one point I was leaning at her because I was like get this admission out but yeah. I mean, Stacey's a lawyer and potentially a compulsive liar so there was no <laughs> no blood from the stone <laughs> yeah she was very very she's she's very measured and we see that throughout the entire series it's it takes a lot to sort of rile her up which is infuriating in itself you're like you know just fight with me get it out saying psychopathic tendencies <laughs> it's a mark on the list <laughs> Oh, God. What was it like watching all of that back? Not just that scene, but the entire series. It's bizarre. And I think, I mean, you get told that it's going to get edited and then there's so much. And I think you, I mean, let's be honest, you mostly just care about yourself at first and how you come across. And there was Mm. so much of mine and Mikey's story that didn't make it to air. Just like, you know, the first couch session, I spent the entire time bawling my eyes out because Mikey said, if you want to fuck Tash, you can fuck Tash. 
Why did he say that? Is that after Bali? No, this was at the start of filming. Oh. So Ta- yeah, like everyone just had this whole thing that Tash and I were going to end up lesbians. So then when we got offered <laughs> money for a kissing photo, we were like, want to make some money? <laughs> okay, so the kissing photo, that was the Bali photo that we all saw, right? Yeah, okay. So we like, she, Tash was just kind of like, Tash was really cool for me. Like she taught me journaling, mindfulness. Like I would like go to bed being like, oh, and wake up all positive, knocking on her door being like, I have vegan traits and I need to talk about my problems and solutions. So oh, she good. was just my, yeah, she was my human and Mikey didn't know how to take that because him and I weren't really bonding and I was really bonding with Tash. So I think he felt a bit rejected and then it was just a bit hard. So he said, you know, if you want to see, he also said, if you want to sleep with somebody outside the experiment, I don't care. And I was like, hold on, I'm here to give this a red hot go. Like, don't say that. Mm-hmm. So then I was really frustrated and I let that out on the couch. And then Mikey and I, the first day we moved into the apartment, had a most explosive fight over our toilet. Because he was the one that us into this enclosed space to have a fight. And they don't show any of that. So, right. then just, yeah, so, I mean, there's just so much you watch. And then as you go, as I went home, and then you watch things like Michelle and Steve sing, and you watch how, like, much Michelle really um, um, disappeared or went into herself. Yeah. You know, that sucked. And watching people's stories when you're removed from it. Like, I didn't know Casey and Drew before the reunion. Or yeah. The, like, um, them. So, I, I, yeah, it's just bizarre, and you get to watch it, and there's so much. And, you know, watching freaking Michael oh, sit there and say, like, I'm a stir the pot, I was like, you smug little fucker. Like, if I had known that that's what he was going to do and that was his intentions. I yelled at him and he shook my hand before we left that table that night, but it looks like he just sat there and was like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, back and I was like, it's not what happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I think when you watch the show, it's very clear that he enjoyed being the villain or playing that role. And it almost looks like he went into the show for that, with that intention. Yeah, and I think he still kind of plays to it, you know, and I think KC was quite good for him when mm. they dated afterwards. But, I mean, Michael's got some going up to do and he's got some demons, obviously, that he's getting out and that's okay, that's good to do. But I just don't think you should drag people into your dating life when you're still in that sort of mental space with yourself. Mm. Like Michael's times that I got along with Michael. Yeah. But, I, you know... There's obviously times I didn't get along with Michael, so. Yeah, yeah. I think most people can relate to that with, like, a little with Michael anyway throughout the series. He was polarising character, to say the least. Yeah, exactly. And, he, I mean, he just does good things and there was a lot of love that he had for KC, but then he just does stupid shit. And I have a friendship with KC and now she's mm. back in Sydney and so we talk a fair bit. She's actually coming down to where I am right now soon. So I just, to see the effect that it had on her and how much she did be in, but I'm sure Michael has a different perspective as well. (laughs) So let's go back to um, what you called your very public mental breakdown. What triggered that? Was it just the stress of the show? I think it was a little bit of everything. I think you kind of go on and I really, honestly, I really wasn't used to that sort of rejection from Mikey. And then I found Mm -hmm. out it was because we're from the same place. It was just sort of rumors that he had heard beforehand and hadn't addressed with me um 
what ki- what kind of room is so he did he know that he was going to meet you before the show uh yeah there was people at our wedding that knew me and they just knew like party party stories and things like that and just are you a bit of a party girl no but i was when i was younger 21 yeah. 22 absolutely like and i think it's important to go through that stage um in terms of mental development and i got it out of my system like i'm never going to die wondering i'm not going to get to 40 with two kids and leave them and jet off to the other side of the world (laughs) I've got that out but you know Mikey's got a party side to him too and it just it could have been so easily addressed that was part of it yeah so the rejection because it wasn't even eventually when we sat down and we had that week off filming after my breakdown we actually became friends Um, right and so that was I guess where the added frustration was as well that he hadn't told me about Stacey because we had a friendship but I mean after that when we were, we'd had a really hard time. So there was a 10 second thing. And when you make a mistake, but this is getting brought up every fucking day for the cameras. I'm like, okay, like I stuffed up, but you're still going on about it. And it was Mikey that said it to the cameras first. Mikey suggested it, that we made it to the cameras together. And yeah, I had one too many vinos and had a giggle, but he's already announced it to a million people. So yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It was a slip up on my behalf and I'm not proud of it, but the backlash that came from it and then yeah I thought that was a bit crazy as well sorry to interrupt you because like I remember watching it he made the joke first and I mean if that was me like you sort of just followed his lead that it was appropriate to to say that you know and the, I it's not like you said it with malice you know you were just kind of fucking around and I I understand I understand that kind of humor I just thought it was very strange that people just kind of piled on after that Oh, and it was so intense. And so I'd had it at the dinner party. Then Mikey would talk to me. Then there was that fiery commitment ceremony. And I was just going through so much. And so was he. And it was shit. And I hated being there. And then our parents were coming. And my mum's probably the only person that stops me from having a really hard exterior. She knows me quite well, as we saw on the show. And she was coming and I relaxed a little bit. And then they go, oh, you have to talk about it in front of your parents. I have Ah. never sex to my dad. He is like pretty old school conservative uh-uh. but when that episode aired dad's like what the fuck's mikey's problem tell him to get over it and i was like oh still awkward <laughs> but it was uh-huh. this whole build up and it was so tense and i was crying before we started filming and then i could hear my parents asking for me and producers were like no you can't see her until cameras roll and i go we can oh. and so then my mum got angry she got into protection mode then my parents are having like a squabble and dad's like stop it stop it don't embarrass her and it was so cute and then when it all started and I was trying to be positive and Mikey just went bang and then our nice lunch was over. And then we, we went downstairs because you break between people filming their thoughts afterwards. And we had a break and then Mikey sat there and he actually, I started crying, he put my head on his shoulder and it was mm. the first moment that Mikey and I had had and mm. where there was like a, a small bond because we just hadn't spoken and being around each other was so tense. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. And producers go, stop it, you were just fighting on camera, get off each other. And I was, I got so fucking, at that point, I was like, you know what, there's actually not even a margin of human decency behind what these people do. And, yeah, they want the show, but at some point you've got to say, like, this girl's really upset, yeah. this is a good thing. And, in, like, we was, it's not like it's all mended because he comforted me, but it was a nice moment. Yeah. And then let us have it and I that was I went to the bathroom I cried and then I go fuck it my mum's here I'm gonna cry to my mummy and I went into the bathroom I had a full-blown snot running down my own face like panic attack and they yeah. recorded 
footio and they played it in the episode that aired of me walking out of the lunch. You can hear the echo of the toilet and it's just, they're just scumbags. That's like, so wrong. Yeah, like I had like, a, and they, you know, they're acting all worried about my mental health when we agreed that I should leave the show and then they play the clip of my panic attack and I'm like, it's just, yeah. like I laugh at it but it's actually not funny. Like it just boggles me when I speak. No, it's fucked. And a lot of people struggled with mental health, it seems, on the show, if not everybody. I mean, I heard that a lot of people sought help after the show, um, finished airing as well. It's we were all given we were all given certain amounts of um, psychological counseling, like six free sessions per person. So that helped and then for people that really needed it, it went to twelve sessions. Um, mm. yeah, so but the fact that they offer you that as well, it, it, it it's pretty clear they know they're going to push you too far. Right. And now they've announced that they're getting wellness, I think wellness, what do they call wellness coaches or wellness guides for next season. Oh, great. I go, oh, is as, um, as profitable as the experts. <laughs> so was it your decision? Was it your decision to go to Bali? And why did Tash go with you? So when I decided to leave, I think the show wanted to offer me a bit of um, – they felt bad, essentially. So right. they – Hush money. Yeah. It said, yeah, let's call it. <laughs> it is hush money. And they said, you can take someone with you. And I, at the time, Tash had just been so – she'd left the week before. You know, they had tried to, like, pull us outside of that dinner party at the 10-second dinner party and tried to get us to have, like, a lesbian moment. They're like, it's the last time you're going to see each other. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then after that, I was like, you know what, There's she's, like, the person I've gelled to so quickly. And kind of in a way we won maths because we got to leave early away from our shitty partners and go on an expenses-paid holiday and make some more money doing a fake kissing photo. Well, it's not a really kiss, but... <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Cash <laughs> prizes on maths, but they do when you play it the right way. <laughs> if you uh, completely break down, at least people know now, like now people are going to be faking breakdowns just to get a free holiday. <laughs> I'll tell you about how bad it is before, but, you know, I don't think, I don't think anyone has been so public about how bad they broke down. And I just really wanted to ride that home. And at the time, I think Carolyn Flack had um, just taken her own life. Um, as yeah. a result of public thing. So I just, I really want to, and, you know, people still say, oh, you know what you're getting into. And it's like, like, I'm so resilient. You know, like I run around in, in business world and I have a big social network and like shit comes to me every day in my life and yeah. everyone, wow, you've got the thickest skin. And I'm back kind of to there now, but at a time where your whole life has been on judge for an audience you don't know, and you're getting people that tell you to suck it up. Like you, your brain is not used to you being at such a large audience, the widespread of attention. And Australia's only yeah. small. Like I can't imagine doing this shit in America and how hard they must have it. Well, you are doing this shit in America now, but luckily we, you, we're down here. We can hide away from it all, even though there's hundreds of thousands of people in America and the UK now watching, watching this shit show unravel. <laughs> <laughs> how I got sent a noose the other day in a picture and was like do us a favor and use this like I just can't imagine when the world oh like my people back me like you know what like my mother taught me since I was five if you don't have something nice to say don't send it don't say it I mean I I wasn't going to get into it but I will just briefly Amanda um also from your season has been 
you know, going through the backlash again, she posted something about a week ago. Um, she's in Melbourne. She was requesting, she'd made a GoFundMe uh, to, to ask for money to be transported to uh, the Gold Coast so that she could, with her cat, to restart her, her life and get out of lockdown and you know, her mental health is obviously struggling. Look, wasn't a great move, wasn't a great approach, but her backlash, she's paid for it, in my opinion, 10 times over. And um, I just think, like, that that kind of bullying, I mean, I posted it on my Instagram story just yesterday. Like, okay, maybe you don't approve of what, what Amanda did or said. Maybe you don't like her, but just... Like, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Like, live your own life. Someone said that when I was going through a very, on Daily Mail, I read the comments. I used to just do, like, emotional cutting. Don't like, do that. I don't now. I don't now. But at the time, someone's like, oh, this one pulls the mental health card whenever. And unfortunately, people are allowed to pull the mental health card. And I'm sure some people may hide behind mental health. But at the end of the day, that's not your fucking decision. Yeah. So if somebody's pulled the mental health card and said, I need out, help me, that should draw compassion. And, yeah, it wasn't the smartest exactly. thing for me to do. But, um, you know, she has a platform and she, that's how she's chosen to use it. And that's her decision. And, yeah, I'm sure freaking everyone would like to get out of Melbourne and I wish I could do more for Melbourne's and every time I speak out against the lockdowns I get told that I'm a conspiracist and to shut the fuck up <laughs> you know you just, there's no way that you can have it on a platform there's always going to yeah. be someone that agrees with you and yeah I mean it's like that on on the internet you know you can say um you can say one thing and it can be misconstrued in 70 different ways there's just no way of being a good person on the internet anymore you just can't <laughs> You just can't. Yeah. Would you ever, having having said all of that, would you ever consider doing another reality show? Okay, I said yes. I wouldn't do dating because I think that's just superficial shit. Um, I wouldn't mind doing something to challenge myself, like Survivor, mm. a celebrity. Um, I'm still contracted to Channel 9 and Maths for a little while, but I feel like there was a breach of duty of care and maybe I could swindle my way out of a contract. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, stay tuned. Watch this space. I'm actually going into a recording studio on Thursday. Oh, what are you, an original song? Um, I'm going to do a cover of something with a pretty massive Australian singer, hopefully. Can you, you obviously can't tell us who it is. Not yet, but he's, okay. he's pretty big. Like we're talking like I think 33 million plays on um, SoundCloud. How did this come about? Sydney Connects and I was <laughs> while I was cleaning and someone heard me cleaning and singing and they go, oh, my God, you can sing. And I was like, oh, and then they called the person and now we're booked in on Thursday evening. So Holy shit, that's amazing. Why not? I just spread my seeds everywhere, continue my five minutes of fame onto six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it, you know, like – just throw everything at the wall and hopefully something will stick, you know, and it's just, and you got to just have fun with it. I always think like opportunities like this, just say yes, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You've experienced the worst that can happen in backlash, uh, you know, in Australian public. So fuck it. Why not? Right. And if worst comes to worst, I'll take up as a mime or something. 
Oh my God, that's so good. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to add about maths and your experience? I just, I really hope this season's different. It's coming. I'm going to watch it. You know, I'm kind of in a good place now where I'm thankful for the opportunity because it's brought me a lot of growth and I'm on the other side now. I'm on the flip side of the coin. And I think that's all we can do in life from a bad experience is wait to get there. I really urge people if they're going to apply for any reality show to just watch um, Unreal on Stan. It's so good. Like I wish I had just gone in more educated, but I just encourage everyone to take it with a grain of salt. I encourage people to stop online bullying um, and just remember that there are people that have bared themselves and, um, you know, at the end of the day, 15,000 people apply for this and any one of those 15,000 people, you know, could have could have gone and made the same mistakes as we have and if you're one of those people, try and tread gently with kindness because you were about to make the same mistake we did. <laughs> And and even if you don't, you know, make mistakes, the producers will find mistakes for you. You've made a mistake the second you sign up, whether you have made one yeah. or not. Yeah. <laughs> the Frankenbites is a terrible, scary thing if you watch it on YouTube of how they can clip words together to make you say wow. whatever they That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask a fan question. Um because you mentioned early in in the season that you were interested in dating older men, there was speculation that you might be a bit of a sugar baby. <laughs> no. I dated one man that I was engaged to that was a horrible man um, and I wasn't a sugar baby. And then the second guy I dated just I fell in love with. And there was – he had money, yes, but I, I didn't get presents during the trip. It wasn't – Damn. <laughs> Give me nice food restaurants. I eat a lot of Matora, so if someone buys me nice food but not sugar babying. And now I'm dating a 30-year-old, so. Oh, so you are dating. That's great. I'm in love. How's that going? Oh, great. You're in love. Who is it? Can't say. (laughs) Oh, oh, so it is somebody that we might know. (laughs) You're like, it's just Barry from Down the Shops. (laughs) Well, the paparazzi will find me soon. So, How long have you guys been together? We've known each other for seven years, but we've been together for a month. So, Well, congratulations. That's a nice way to, to round it off. Yeah, there is love after reality. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not in reality TV. No. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. Give us your socials. Where can we connect to you? Um, at Tashki underscore on Instagram. I'm also on youtube so same tag what's your youtube oh okay so tashki and tashki is t-a-s-h-k-i but i'll put it all in the show notes as well so easy enough to find you thank you so much you're amazing thank you for being so open and honest yeah always i'll speak to you soon 